This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.Church forward slash location forward slash south dash campus. We're back talking about part two of the biblical covenants. Uh, Nick, welcome again. Thanks for having me again. Now, for both Nick and Dave, Dave's here as well, uh, I have a random question. What is your most frequented vacation spot? Each of you guys. The place that you go on vacation most frequently. Not necessarily your favorite place, but just frequent. Current most frequent or throughout life? Yes. Both and. Well, the place I've probably been the most is Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Okay. Vacation spot. I've been there. Yeah. Well, Rhinelander is awesome. There's a lake that our family went to and then our ski team went to, so I would go twice a summer from seventh grade all the way through college. Okay. Okay. So that was a lot. Okay. Um, Rhinelander. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, how, about, how about God's the, country? How about currently? Uh, Lando Lakes, Wisconsin. Every summer, go to a cabin with friends that are like family there so we like the north woods okay okay what about you dave um we have gone to uh wisconsin dells last years with our family it's fun we go when there's like no one else there so we just get to hang out kind of by ourselves at all the pools and then my uh my wife loves the bigness of the ocean and the beach and so we we try as often as we can, normally once every couple of years, to get to Florida, Daytona Beach. So, last podcast, Nick, we ended talking about the five old covenants, just kind of summing them up, um, or if the five covenants that we see in the Old Testament. What are those covenants, just in recap, and why did we say that they're significant for our discussion today? Well, I hope I can remember them. <laughs> um, so, the the... Edenic or uh, Adamic covenant or the covenant with creation uh, between Adam and God and creation in the garden. Um, And then the Noahic covenant with Noah, the Abrahamic covenant, obviously with Abraham, Uh, the Mosaic or the old covenant uh, at Sinai with the people of Israel mediated between Moses, Um, and then uh, the Davidic covenant with King David introducing the the kingship and the the seat of David and the throne of David. Um, And so those are the the five big covenants from the Old Testament. And the the reason that we were talking about them and the reason that they're important for today is because they're all pointing forward. And so when when we think of Scripture, we think of Scripture as a progressive revelation. Um, It's progressing in a direction, pointing forward to something. And all of the covenants are pointing forward. towards a greater fulfillment, a, a, a perfect fulfillment, where all of these uh, covenant mediators failed, there is one coming who will not fail and who will fulfill it all. And so that's where we're at now. So Dave, talk about Jesus coming on the scene. The covenant. <laughs> Great. That's yeah, a big, the covenant, big topic. The co- talk about Jesus. This is Dave's favorite topic, ours too. Um, so Jesus comes on the scene bringing a new covenant. So talk about that. Yeah, so Jesus comes on the scene, uh, and we actually see, we, we talked a little bit in our last episode about these genealogies that are kind of tracing or mapping the plan of God throughout these covenants. And the New Testament starts with a genealogy that traces all those. And Jesus comes on the scene, 
as fully God and yet fully man. So he is he's fully God, so he can be the, the worthy sacrifice for sins, uh, fulfilling the Mosaic Covenant and all the all the sacrifices there, and actually kind of the the Noahic Covenant too. We see a sacrifice in that covenant as well, and even with the Abrahamic Covenant, we see a, a sacrifice. And Jesus comes on the scene as the perfect sacrifice, as fully God and as fully man. He lives the life that none of these other uh, covenant mediators could live. So he's he's perfect where they all failed. He's the the perfect son he is the perfect priest he is the perfect sacrifice and he he brings about a new covenant that he says is in his blood as a once for all uh, sacrifice for sins yeah so nick what is new about this new covenant what's significant in terms of uh, so all the other covenants mm-hmm. um continue and they point forward um, and we'll talk in a minute just about like how they were fulfilled in different ways. But just like what's what's new? Why yeah. is this covenant different than previous covenants? Yep. So I think the, the biggest way uh, that the new covenant is new is that um, it says in like in Jeremiah 31, 33, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. And then it says, and no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each Teach his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. And so the newness of the new covenant is now the law, which was previously written on stones of uh, tablets, um, is now written on our hearts. And so now everyone who's in the new covenant knows the Lord. And that's why he can say, We're not going to, members of the new covenant are not going to say, Know the Lord, know the Lord. No, we all know the Lord. Um, So our hearts have. I've been made new. The law is written on them. Uh, another um, uh, theme is uh, circumcision of the heart. Yep. So our hearts have been circumcised. Yep. And, uh, and so everyone who's in the new covenant knows Jesus. Yeah. So talk about circumcision as a picture of what's happening in the heart, Dave. So that's like, uh, mm-hmm. so even all the way back in Deuteronomy, Moses is saying things that predict that there's something deficient or something, I mean, deficient is such a strange thing to say about these covenants. Mm-hmm. It's, it's planned for obsolescence. Mm-hmm. It's planned to last for a certain amount of time, the Mosaic Covenant. And he says things like, circumcise your hearts, mm-hmm. O Israel. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on and he says, what does he say? You're not able mm-hmm. to follow the Lord your God at the same time. Mm-hmm. So talk about a little bit about that. What is this, this circumcision of heart that Nick yeah, I think it's I think it's just a picture. It's a, a picture of having a new heart, a heart that is is made a holy, a heart that longs after God, a heart that's able to do what he commands. So like Deuteronomy 36, 30 verse 6 um, says this as he's kind of looking forward, hopefully. It says, And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart. And the heart of your offspring, so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, so that you may live. And then as you go on a few verses later, he says, This commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. It's not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Neither it is beyond the sea that you should say, Who will go over to the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you. 
It's in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. So he's saying your heart's going to be circumcised, not just your flesh anymore, so that you can love the Lord your God. And it's not going to be too hard. It's going to be near you. And then where this gets quoted in the New Testament is Romans. Yep. And uh, Romans chapter chapter 10. And with the idea that uh, this is fulfilled in Jesus. Yep. He's here. He's come. He's brought the word yep. near. And he's circumcised their yep. hearts. Yep. Which then speaks to, in Romans 10, Paul's own ambition. Mm-hmm. That ethnic Jews, his kinsmen according to the flesh at the beginning of Romans 9, mm-hmm. would come to know this, mm-hmm. what the Gentiles have come to know. And certainly, Paul is an example of uh, an ethnic you know, Jew that has believed, and many have. But he's talking there in Romans 10 about uh, eth- ethnic uh, Israel has rejected, in large measure, Jesus, while the Gentiles have been uh, grafted mm-hmm. in. So... Just a attendant question here. Was there then no one in the Old Testament who had a law on their hearts? Um, is that uh, is the is the newness of the new covenant a brand new thing for people that God makes covenants with? What do we think about that? Um, yeah, so I would say that there has there has been um, always a remnant, a faithful remnant, even in the Old Covenant, that had um, the law written on their hearts. And they had that written on their hearts the same way that we do, is that they, they believed the promises of God through faith. Um, and so there's always been a faithful remnant who believed God and his promises and therefore um, were, were circumcised of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the difference is that that was a remnant. <laughs> there was a, a faithful remnant amidst a larger people. Right. Um, in the old covenant, right, and now at least those of us sitting around this table yeah. would believe that part of the, the newness of the new covenant is now it's no longer rebel and remnant, right, in the people of God, right, but the people of God in the new covenant are all circumcised of heart, but it was still by faith in the old covenant, in right. the old covenant. Yeah. So two texts I think that are important for both points you just made there. So do we see evidence of a, of a law being written on the heart? In the Old Testament, yes. Mm-hmm. David talks about it in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. So Psalm 40, <clears throat> verse 8, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. So there's a faithful remnant, a smaller portion, and it was meant to be pursued by faith. So a big text, another big text right there in that section in Romans is Romans 9, mm-hmm. 32. Yep. Why did Israel stumble over the stumbling stone? Well, why was it uh, that they pursued righteousness and didn't succeed in pursuing righteousness through the law? They pursued it as though it was by works and not by faith. So, and then it goes on, and it in Romans nine thirty three, quoting uh, Isaiah twenty eight, uh, as it is written, "Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him." will not be put to shame. Mm-hmm. Had Israel pursued a law that was the law, the old covenant law, by faith, it would have pointed them forward to Christ. Mm-hmm. And when he came, they would have recognized him. Which means that when we see at the beginning of Luke, several uh, ethnic Jewish people just believe in Jesus, looking for the consolation, that means that I think they are examples of, unlike the Pharisees writ large, but they are pursuing the law by faith. They're looking forward in expectation that someone would come to relieve them from the curse of the ground. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And even going back before the Old Covenant in the Abrahamic Covenant, we see in Romans 4 um, mm -hmm. where, where Paul says, uh, if Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God for what does Scripture say? And then it says, Abraham believed God, yeah. and it was counted to him as righteousness. Amen. And so all through, the, the belief in the righteousness came by believing, by faith. Yeah. So, Dave, talk a little bit about uh, what, well, actually, I think this is probably the thing that will take the rest of the podcast time, but let's take, take those five major Old Testament covenants, and we talked a lot about expectation and fulfillment in the last time that we were together. How does the new covenant take different aspects of those and fulfill them or show fulfillment or even point beyond um, you know, right now we have an experience of the new covenant, but there's a fullness, a more full um, sense that the new covenant is going to be consummated someday. So what are some of those things? Yeah, I can take a few stabs at it and then Nick can fill in the, fill in the details more if he has more. But I mean, we can see it in all of them. So with, with creation, we see a failure in, in what we see in the new covenant is that this promise that there's a new creation coming a new heavens and a new earth that's going to be another uh, place where God dwells with his people we talked about that covenant triangle last yep, yep. time God's people God's place God's presence yep, yep. and so that's a way um, we, we see the Noahic covenant again that's this promise that he's not again going to destroy the earth but instead he's going to come back and create a new heavens and a new earth I think that's related again to that Creation covenant with Abraham, we saw that uh, he was going to be a blessing to all nations. You can go to Galatians 3 and see it talks about Abraham's offspring not being actually many, but Paul claims that that really is Christ. Christ is the offspring that brings blessing to all nations, neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free nor male nor female. Um, so we see that with the Noahic covenant, uh, the Mosaic covenant, we can just read Hebrews and see that Christ is the better sacrifice. He is mm -hmm. the perfect high priest. Um, we can talk about King David and see again that, that line in Matthew where, where David is in there to show that Christ is king and he talks all the time when he comes about this kingdom that he's bringing and how that's going to be consummated um, sometime soon. And so, I mean, we, we see it forever. We talk about Jesus as the perfect son uh, that that live the perfect life and so so all those all those themes are the fulfillment and then the other thing that we talked about last time is just the, the theme of God with us yeah. we we now see that he's with us by his spirit he actually dwells inside of us and we're going to be with him in that consummation and then even now we in Christ are sons and daughters of God we are uh, we're sons of light and so there's this fulfillment that even beyond Christ then goes to the, the people, the people of God. We're a we're a priesthood. We mm -hmm. we we are our, our lives are living sacrifices. So there's all these themes that you just see carried through, and it's all going to be consummated uh, in the new heavens and the new earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I think uh, I mean just to read uh, I mean a significant text that. Uh, if I ponder it too long, I probably will cry again. But just consider the new heavens and new earth and this covenant triangle of um, God's presence in God's place with God's people. So this is Revelation 21, verse 22. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. 
-hmm. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and honor of the nations. But nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. These leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. The night will be no more. There will need there will need they will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. God's presence in God's place with God's people is what the new covenant points towards Amen. being finally consummated someday. Anything else you'd say about this, Nick? Any other major themes that are worth mentioning here? I think you guys hit most of them. Um, just maybe maybe one or two others. Um, the, uh, the people of Israel um, in the Old Covenant were God's people, right? And yeah. uh, meant to live according to these rules in that time and place. Yeah. Um, and then Jesus, um, being the perfect son, is the fulfillment of Israel. And so you have God's people as the perfect son, and then Jesus fulfills that. And now we, as the church, are united to Christ. Right. So we are, we're not, we don't replace Israel, yeah. right? The church isn't just, we, you know, we just replace it, and that's, you know, it's a one-to-one correlation. You know, Jesus fulfills Israel. He's the one true and better Israel. And now through union with Jesus, because of who he is and his fulfillment, then we become the church, the new Israel. Yeah. Um, and so it's all through union, and that's mediated through the covenants. Right. So Ephesians 2, he makes one new man out of the mm-hmm. two, right. two ethnicities or two people groups, Gentiles, Jew, a new thing yep. that is, uh, that is um, united to him by faith. Yep. And then the only other thing is the promise of the Spirit. Um, you know, you, you talk about one of the promises of the new covenant in Ezekiel 36, is that I will put my spirit within you. And so you mentioned the temple. Yep. And, you know, the, the, this presence of the Lord dwelled in this physical temple and tabernacle. And then the promise of the new covenant is that, nope, it will be in us. Yeah as members of the new covenant. So then we become the temple, the church becomes a temple, and then we have the presence of God directly mediated in the new heavens and the new earth. And so it's this beautiful consummation that again is progressing all the way through. Right, with Christ as, we just did 1 Peter 2, uh, you know, uh, in July, Christ as cornerstone Mm -hmm. of this new temple, Jesus with us, um, the Father and the Spirit present inside us. Anything else you'd say here, Dave? I don't think so. I got excited just thinking about yeah, Revelation. Oh, we should we preach should, on that. We should preach on <laughs> Revelation sometime soon, Dave. Maybe after uh, maybe after Acts. Maybe. Please. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. 